Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. My name is Ashley Horner, and I am here with my co-host, Liz. She's my manager here at American Brew. Um, And today's topic, we're going to talk about everything going on with quarantine, staying in shape, staying away from the pantry. And I think Liz is the perfect co-host today because she is our baker here at American Brew. And it is, how long have you been baking? Since I was 10 years old. Since you were 10 years old? Yes. I asked Santa for a KitchenAid mixer um, when I was 10 and he brought it. So I've been baking ever since. What's your favorite thing to do? Cakes, cookies? Um, I'm really into scones right now. Yeah. And cookies. Yeah. yeah. We have we have Pretty a lot of scones ones. downstairs. Mm-hmm. It's so hard and it's tempting every time I come into America Brew, and especially whenever Liz is in the back baking in the kitchen. Like, I, I always want to... I'm that person that wants to, like, lick the spoon, mm-hmm. maybe lick the bowl. The batter. In fact, there was one time, I think I was working <laughs> in the kitchen. I caught you red-handed. Yeah, because you had made some cookies. or Some th- cookie dough I left in the fridge. And then there's a personal cup with a lid on it. And I opened it. And sure enough, I found a scoop of cookie dough. Yes. Yeah, I... Uh, and and I, 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 really, right I honestly away. thought that I was being like super sneaky about it. <laughs> Liz knew. She's like, there's some cookie dough down there, Ashley. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but it's, I mean, it's been difficult. It's been challenging, especially through quarantine and everything changing, like almost all of a sudden um, trying to work. And, you know, Liz puts in a lot of hours here at the brew um, and trying to stay on top of fitness. She's also, you know, she does all of the baking um, she can run both back of the house and front of the house. So just her cooking skills, everything. I've seen the meals also that you make mm-hmm. at home and they look yes. like something you would go to a restaurant and get. <laughs> they are so fancy. Um, so we're going to talk about that today. And I know that school's getting ready to start and everything is just constantly changing. And what I have learned is that you have to be okay with just kind of going with the flow. Because mm-hmm. it's really easy to get stressed out about it. And I, for the longest time, I love routine schedules. You give me a timeline, I'll be there. And this whole quarantine happened and I'm like, uh. You had to learn to flex. And I stressed for a solid month. I stressed and I'm like. Was it because you didn't have any structure? Structure and then the gyms were closing and it was hard enough for me to even get to the gym mm-hmm. in the first place. Mm-hmm. So now having this, I was like, Oh, I'll just sit on the couch and right. do nothing. Well, that was the easy thing to do. That was such like the easiest thing to do. And then, then the quarantine started to expand and now it was yeah. like a month. I, I, whenever I, you know, the quarantine, I really thought the quarantine was only going to last for a couple weeks, mm-hmm. maybe a month. I think you everyone know? thought that. Yeah. And then it was like, I don't know what point it was where it was like, all right, this is going to be the long haul right. of the quarantine. I can no longer eat. A full bag of chips in yeah. one yes. sitting. Put the locks on the, to, on the pantries yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And that's when you had to tough. make up things in your home to do for workouts. Yeah. And get because gyms were closed. Right. Um, and a lot of people weren't prepared for that. No. I think that yeah, there were two different types of people that I saw during the time of quarantine. I saw people who just prevailed through mm-hmm. the quarantine and... So, some people started running for the first time ever because right. they couldn't get that like adrenaline or like the work or like anything. I saw more people out and yes, about. I did too. I was like, what is, I was like, this is great. Like this people great. are talking, yes. like keeping their distance, of yeah, course. Right. 
but, social distancing. Yes. Um, I know it was amazing to see how, like, the community just come out and just, hey, like, going for a run tonight or yeah. a walk. and Yeah, it was nice. It was good. Good on that aspect. So this, we're going to take our um, cheers of whiskey. We're going to do, uh, we have Widow Jane here. We've done this one before in the past, but... This is Liz's, one of her favorite whiskeys. It's a badass whiskey. So we're going to take this whiskey and it's just going to be, we're just going to cheers to um, make a toast to just staying flexible and getting through quarantine and, and knowing and understanding that you're not the only one that's wading through these waters. Right. Everyone is literally in the same boat. They're learning as they go. One day at a time. One day at a time. Cheers. Cheers. Liz likes to chase hers with a uh, coffee. I don't have any pretzels in front of me. That's normal <laughs> chaser that I do. <laughs> Not pickle juice? No. Oh, gosh. Really? I love pickle juice, though. I do, too. Pickle we, back shots. I know. That's been one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So I want you to kind of, like, tell me a little bit about yourself. And you have a lot of responsibilities at American Brew. I do. And I kind of want to know, like, well, you've been here for about a year. Mm-hmm. We're going to be celebrating your one-year anniversary. One year. Which is, yeah, it's awesome. It's crazy. Crazy year it's been. It has been a crazy year. Yeah, we've survived a lot. I think whenever you first came on to work at American Brew, our espresso machine wasn't working because we had yes. had a, a surge. Power surge. <laughs> and so, man, talk about being a trooper. That was... Uh, I was like, well, I probably won't last here that long. We're using an espresso to froth our milk. Yeah. <laughs> On a weekend. And it was taking like five minutes to yeah. make. Thankfully, we had patient customers, too, who yeah. were able to wait. But, yeah. Yeah. So, through quarantine, we had to shut down American Brew. Yep. And we were closed for... For a couple of days. Yeah. Maybe... I, I felt like I had to, though. I, I just had to, like... And collectively, like, me and my, my leadership and, you know, leadership speaking with Liz, like... We had to reassess. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like we everything was going fine. We kind of saw something coming in the distance, but right. we didn't really know. I was, I honestly thought it was like a joke. I did too. I'm like, what do you I mean things are shutting down? Yeah. Like, across the country, you would see the news and you're just like, what? Yeah. Like, How surely is this it won't happening? come here to Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it did. And, um, you know, we had to, we had to push pause on all operations. Mm-hmm. Um, we closed down the doors to American Brew for about three, maybe four days. Mm-hmm. But we reopened. We did. And then at that time, the state didn't put, like, the CDC didn't put out any guidelines for cleaning-wise. No. But I think we took that upon ourselves. It's like distant things. Um, yeah, and we have a walk-up window, which really helped. Which really helped us. That was a, lot. a saving grace, a for lot. sure. Yeah, and we moved. Um, and then when we, when we were able to, we moved a lot of our seating outside. Mm-hmm. All oh, um, right, I forgot that we were closed inside. I'm yeah. just thinking about that. Yeah, we that was wild. I mean, we basically, our whole inside was just closed. Mm-hmm. And we could still service our customers from the window. And it, it, was import, it was important for me to continue to move forward as a business and even to provide a place, like, for my staff to come. And, and so many companies, you know, I, I, we, I felt like we were fortunate enough that no matter what the future, um, no matter what the future held for us at American Brew, I knew that we had 
to press onward. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so, I mean, we have all of our employees, they depend on us for a job. I definitely did not want to start rebuilding my team, which is a lot, right. what a lot of restaurants have had to do. Yeah. I'm obviously super thankful that I was able to keep a job Yeah, because I know a lot of friends, I mean, collecting unemployment, it's just a scary time. You're not sure how long that will last. And a lot of local businesses I, who I've met, like employees from, they haven't been able to go back because right. they just don't have the services for them right now. So yeah. definitely a challenging time. It for is. Sure. And mm-hmm. it's kind of the same with like with fitness and working out because it, I, there was definitely a span of probably maybe a week where even like my fitness, I, and I, I have a gym that I could have gone to. Right. But even still, I don't know if it was that I just kind of got sucked into, um, I don't know. It was weird. Like I it was like a go lazy, to, everyone was. was like, oh, quarantine. Like, let's yeah. all be like chill. No one's yeah. working. No, <laughs> everybody was just kind everyone's of. Everyone's staying at home. It was and also, though, a good, I feel like a good mental break for it was. everyone to just kind of reset and kind of focus on the main yeah. priorities. You have like your health. Number and one. As, so that's as crazy just, as it sounds, like during quarantine, I have never felt like. I was so relaxed through mm-hmm. quarantine. Mm-hmm. I cannot explain it. And, um, you know, my husband who was always gone, that was the most time in our entire lives that we had spent together. Mm-hmm. And no excuses. No, excuses. honestly, I have and nowhere we, to go. No, we were like, together. We were together as closed. a family. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we actually ended up building a gym outside of our house just to keep, you know, like with the kid. And it is mm-hmm. difficult for us to, take or for me to take all three kids to the gym at um, American Sled Dogs. I mean, it's a lot and they have a space to like run around, but it was just almost easier to have and to build a training facility at my house, mm-hmm. like as we were in quarantine, because we did, we, we rarely went out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was coming in here to the brew, but that was like, I mean, this is like my second home. Right. I, I don't really consider yeah. that like venturing coming in, out. You're just like, oh yeah, it's gone. Yeah. So what did like what did you do? Because I know it's kind of interesting, um, and you have a background in CrossFit. Mm-hmm. I did compete for a, a while, um, and then my husband's in the military, so we did move. So I would be able to join different CrossFit gyms. Um, did you guys move a lot? Because you started out in Pennsylvania. Yeah, we're from Philly, and then um, he was down in Pensacola, so we went there, and we joined a gym there, and then went to Washington State, which we actually found a CrossFit gym who started in Virginia Beach. Oh, wow. Yeah, CrossFit Seven Cities. Um, and they were an awesome community. I just love the community yeah. aspect of it. Right. So I feel like a lot of people during quarantine miss that aspect that because was, that it holds you accountable, too. That was huge. You're like, oh, I got to meet so-and-so at the 5 a.m. class. Right. And you you went there. Because you know everybody else is showing up with you. Exactly. So now all of a sudden you don't have that. Right. And it doesn't I, matter how much equipment that you have at your no. house or whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't have... You don't have somebody who is keeping you accountable. Right. And that, for me, I'm not ashamed to admit that. I 100% get in my head and I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to skip the gym because my couch sounds better right now. But if I have someone there I'm meeting, I'll be like, okay, I can't let let her him down. Like, okay. And then I end up, like, feeling amazing after my workout. Yeah. So I definitely missed that aspect. Um, but then my husband and I did a burpee challenge, so that kind of Wait, kept us right. competitive. Wasn't it? Wasn't it like how many? Or it was 100, 100 burpees, burpees a day. 100 burpees a day for 30 days. 
I ended up winning. <laughs> and I'll be mad I even so what, said that. What, but. what was the, uh, like, what, what were the... We were, it was just, like, an easy movement to do. Um, cause our but it, so was it for time? Like how, yep, like it was for time. You, okay. Mm-hmm. So what was, your, what was your time? My uh, best time was seven minutes and two seconds. So nice. And well, I chopped that down from, like, 11 minutes. So I think you started I paced it little... out at first. I was like, yeah. all right, I'm going to take it easy. And then my husband was getting, like, eight minutes. I'm like, no. I'm going to kick his ass. Yeah. So I did. That's but. good. I think that um, the competitiveness, I mean, that's that's kind of one of, like, the endorphins that you would get from class mm-hmm. is oh, the yeah. competitiveness because of, like, going like, and... Is someone looking at you? Right. I mean, I'm just constantly, like, okay, this girl just yeah. benched 95 pounds. Right. And I'm like... Right. I don't know. So what, like, what was it? How did you get to, like, where it was okay to just... Because now, I mean, are the gyms... Are the gyms are back opening. open, but there's still obviously some cleaning aspects that they follow, and you have to wear your mask in inside the gym, inside the gym, and then you can remove it in your personal bubble. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, because you did come and uh, take a rower. From I my did. House. Yes, we did use the rower. How, how 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 much has that been getting used? Um, is it in your? We returned the rower. <laughs> you did? Yeah, we did. Oh, I didn't even know it was back we at the did. gym. It was just too loud in our in our um, apartment. So, but it was good. We used that a lot. Um, I enjoy rowing more than I enjoy running. Oh, really? I would yes. take running. I any hate day. running. I hate running. I've done some crazy. Uh, you run rowing constantly. Well, yeah, but I've done some crazy like rowing things. At, yeah, like, you did the uh, twenty-five hour, hours. That twenty-five hours of rowing. I left for work and then I came back and you're and still rowing still the next day. Dude, so. my body hurt so bad. Yeah, I remember I didn't see you for like two days after that. Dude, I went home, which is rare because you're always here. I I went home and I went in the bathtub. I had to call for help because. <laughs> <laughs> My whole butt, like even my arms. Mm-hmm. So it's different, like with it's, running, you know, it's just like your lower body, like mm-hmm. maybe your, you know, shoulders will start, you know, yeah. like being sore. Rowing's but your whole body. Rowing was like your whole body. And so I've decided after doing the 300 mile row for spikes and the 25 hour you row 3, for 3,000? It was a 300, 300 mile. mile. Okay. Yeah. I, I've decided that I definitely don't like rolling. No. You were, like, blistered on your hands. Yeah, dude, it was so bad. Yeah. I was, I, and I'm pretty sure, um, I, I, I know, whenever we had, because we had the event the next day. It was, like, St. Mm-hmm. Patrick's Day. That was a crazy day. That was a crazy day. But I remember you, you, like, looked at me, and you were like, you should go home and yeah. rest. I was like, you really don't need to be here for it. I think everyone knows what you did, so. Yeah, you're yeah. like just good. You were delirious, and and that that that's when that's when I know I've heard that before. <laughs> of like uh, that's my cue. You just were you were saying some things, and I'm like, yeah, I think it's time you <laughs> take a nap. <laughs> she needs to go home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a great time though. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good cause for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was, and you know, and we just had Jimmy on here with like Spike's canine. Yeah. So and it was good, and you know, I actually I don't even have a rower at my house. No. No. Well, I you have even, the beach. So. I have the beach. Yeah, I haven't even been on the rower. Oh, at your since. house. Yeah. I've done like a little bit. No, I don't even have a rower at the house. I haven't even been on the rower at the gym. Like, I'm just like, you know what? I'll just. You're good for a year. Yeah. And then who knows? Who knows what's going to come up? And I have made the decision as of this morning. Oh, no. <laughs> that I'm going to homeschool my kids. Okay. All three. Mm, definitely auto. Mm-hmm. 
He's going into kindergarten. Kindergarten, okay. And Cash is, I'm not sure, because this is why. And even now, like, I, I honestly don't know how I'm going to do it. And, but they have the kids legitimately in front of the computer. Right. Think about a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. Till 3 p.m. Right. And From, they have to keep that attention. Yes. And not have any background like, noise. There, no, there's like <clears throat> a two-hour time period of where every, every day. Mm-hmm. Where, and it's like, they come and it's like a, a live collective, you know, with their class of, um, everybody's together on Zoom. It's like, like a, yeah, Zoom meeting I, I don't feel or like something. that Otto is going to be able to truly understand. I mean, you know how chatty he is. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone has a different learning ability, I too. I just don't so. see him being able to sit there. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I made the decision today that I am going to homeschool him. And there's a lot of people doing that who never thought they would homeschool. I, yeah. So. Um, is your, do you have a sister that's a teacher? My mom's a kindergarten teacher. Your so she would be Otto's. She would be Otto's teacher. <laughs> so in Pennsylvania? Yep. And they started last week. Um, and she's, Are they actually going to school in Pennsylvania? No, nope, they're doing Zoom meetings wow. also. But what again, she she, she's just... How can you hold an attention yeah. of a five-year-old for yeah. two and a half hours? Yeah. It's, it's definitely a daily struggle, I know, it, for all teachers. Yeah, and I, I just, like, the only thing that I feel like we're going to be missing out on is the socialization. Mm-hmm. And think about... But even, but even then, like, even if I homeschooled auto or, like, cash, or if they were doing, like, the virtual, they're still missing out on, like, mm-hmm. the socialization, mm-hmm. aside from being able to see the kids and, like, their right. classmates. Right. So... Yeah, I've made the decision, and, and this just opens up a whole nother, because I'm also trying to train for a 40-hour run coming up yeah, in November. So now I have the kids that I've decided. It doesn't matter if I was deciding to homeschool them or if they're doing virtual. Mm-hmm. Now I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to be able to train mm-hmm. for this 40-hour run and do the homeschooling, homeschool. which comes before my training. Right, of course. And it doesn't even matter if they were homeschooled or if they were doing the virtual. Like, I, we still have to mm-hmm. <laughs> have desks. Even if they were in school, you right. still have to follow up with their homework and all yeah. that. Yeah. It's an extra challenge. And so I, I think it's, it's a difficult time um, for parents. Mm-hmm. And I think... And parents who don't have the flexibility to right. be at home with their kids... Yeah. Who have to check in on Zoom yeah. for those two hours. Yeah, and I, I'm very thankful and I'm blessed that I um, I have a strong team right now mm-hmm. at American Brood that they can allow me to like kind of step out and step away and to be able to put my kids first and their mm-hmm. education and trying to figure it out. But not all families right. not all families are gonna be fortunate enough. Definitely an interesting year. Yeah. Um, so you did mention about having your at-home gym. Do yeah. your kids ever hop in on some workouts or? So keep that's them interesting. Active? I I've always been a huge advocate for because fitness is like so much my everything. Like mm-hmm. I've never wanted to pressure them into training and doing fitness. Um, 
So Otto is like he could do kettlebell swings. He can do like Otto can run he, circles he around. Is, he is good. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. He is good. He can do bench press, squat, um, and Cash has actually started doing structured workouts with me. Okay. Trip's not really interested, and that's Trip okay. Goes to like the skate park. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Keeps he, active at that age. Ve- yeah, he's very active as far as like lifting weights. He's not. Um, he's not really interested in that, mm-hmm. but. And he might, he might get that interest, but I think especially with, um, the moms that are just parents, mom, dad, whatever, getting your kids involved with your fitness is huge. I think it is huge with your success because if you are going to go out and just try to lift, lift weights, or if you have some dumbbells at your house and you think that you're going to get through like an hour session or a 45 minute session uninterrupted is probably pretty highly unlikely that you're going to get through that session uninterrupted. But if you start involving your children, if you start involving your kids in your daily fitness and making it fun, it's got to be fun. If you think of, of like the root of like whenever we were in PE mm-hmm. and we were doing like, did you do like rope climbs and, yes. and stuff? I don't, I don't know if they do that anymore because they might be afraid of the kid falling. I was going to say, probably not. Heaven forbid. <laughs> Jump roping, jumping jacks. Yes, jumping like jacks. Great. Like it, at the beginning of, you know, whenever we started fitness, fitness was fun. Mm-hmm. And so what I have found when I'm trying to do my fitness or like a workout and my kids are with me, I give them something to do. Like instead of them, I mean, they just want to be involved, especially Otto. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to be there with me. If he could be like on top of me, mm-hmm. like as my bench <laughs> press, like sandbag, he would do that. And sometimes he is. Um, but it's just getting the kids involved and just knowing that they're there and also, like, at the end of the day, they're they're watching you. Right. You're setting a good example. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you got to be positive. Right. And since, I mean, gyms aren't open, what are some things that you use at home as far as equipment goes? Yeah, the easiest thing is just getting your hands on a set of dumbbells. Right. A set of, or, like, a sandbag. Mm-hmm. And you can actually make your own sandbag. Right. You, I know I rock, and I, like, have a professional rocking sack, uh-huh. but there, you can fill Was a that easy school to bag. Get? Yeah, it was super easy to get. Um, and it, it's like the official ruck bag. Yeah. I love it, and it's slim. And it's, but, I mean, you can fill a school bag with some odds and ends in your home without spending any money. Right. Um, or ki- if you get, like, a bag of kitty litter. Oh. Yeah, kitty no, litter. That, no, but you can. Like a ba- if you, oh, like you, sand. Because it's, like, it's kitty, kitty litter. litter. And it, yeah, Does you can get, smell? like, a like 25 pounds oh, or whatever okay. of kitty litter, but it's already in a bag. Right. So it's okay. like sand. So it's you don't sealed. have access to mm-hmm. sand. You right. can do kitty litter. Yeah. <laughs> and because it's like, you know, it's like formable. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't expect me to say kitty No, I didn't. I mean, you get like a bag of dog food too, I guess. Right. But kitty litter would be like easier to like, you know. No, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like mold around, like yeah. move. But just fill a backpack with some Yeah, weight. fill a backpack. And then even and just going on a walk, it adds yeah. extra. Or doing like walking lunges. Yeah, those are killer. I think that... Body weight movements. Yes. Mm-hmm. Body weight movements, but then adding like a ruck mm-hmm. or something. A little extra weight. A little extra weight. Mm-hmm. I, the times that I've done like body weight exercises and people, I feel like especially people who've been like gym goers and stuff for a long time and mm-hmm. they, they, they're, they're like, oh, body weight exercises. Like... <laughs> it keeps you mobile. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I, I have kicked some serious ass doing body weight exercises. Mm-hmm. That's where people, I excel. Pe- <laughs> people underestimate body body weight exercises. Yeah. So so I would say dumbbells. I would say dumbbells. getting a backpack with like 
a bag. And don't take the kitty litter out of the bag. <laughs> Keep it inside the bag that it comes in. Don't dump the kitty litter inside of the backpack. But if you don't have access to sand, you could do kitty litter. Just anything that's like, you know, you can. it'll kind of like mold to your body. Um, so dumbbells, sand, or kitty litter. And then I think bands are bands. also excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and whenever you're doing like body weight, like you want to think of like high repetition. Right. Because you want to like Squats, go until you fatigue. Push-ups. Yeah. Pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are definitely important during quarantine, I feel like. So and just doing some yoga or just basic mobility. Did you do you. anything else like besides uh, the rucking and the... I did a lot of rucking and then we got our puppy... Yeah, so, so Liz also honestly, has a Belgian Malinois. Yeah, she's the bomb. Freya. Freya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I was And she has, a, she has an Instagram, Freya Vibes. Yeah. Yep. She's a wild one. She is. Yeah. And, and you got her basically in quarantine, or was it yep. right before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just right. Uh, it was literally February. the perfect time to get a, a puppy. I feel like a lot of people, which is good because it's keeping everyone active. Yeah. Like, you have to take you your You have mal- to. You have to take a Malinois. Right. Especially if it's a, it's a, if it's a little Maligator. <sighs> yeah. She's definitely kept us on our toes. <laughs> um, so with balancing kids and homeschooling now, um, you have your exercising that you obviously do every single day. How do you not, keep track not every of that? Day, but I try. And do you challenge yourself? Like, let's do ten burpees today, and then yeah. see how much you can go against. I I think that you, it's a different mindset. It's it's different than. The, what you were talking about earlier about going into a gym that was that had a class and people were waiting on you mm-hmm. to put out you have to start thinking about how you can be competitive with yourself mm-hmm. or how you can be competitive with a close friend or somebody who's like tight in your circle like a spouse or mm-hmm. a workout partner and definitely how I mean, whenever you, you were doing the competition with the burpees, like, that was fun. That was fun. And I'm and like, it probably, like, made the time fly by. For sure. And it's just, like, a mental, a different It doesn't, it doesn't make it as, like, as, like, draining, though. Right. Because you had something to work towards. And it and was new. It yeah. wasn't, like... Yeah, I, I, I think for me, like, I, I constantly have to set goals for myself, and... I'm so competitive and like if, if Liz were to come to me and to be like, yo, I'm going to challenge you to a mm-hmm. burpee challenge. I'd be like, all right, let's go <laughs> like right now. So it's just, and, and you may not naturally be a competitive person, but I do believe that deep down everybody has a competitive side, like ingrained into them and somewhere deep into your roots. And maybe you haven't been competitive or even competed with yourself for a long time maybe you haven't set any goals for yourself like for a while but everybody has that within them and I think that if you set maybe you don't have a partner maybe you don't have um, someone there to keep you accountable but if you go out and if you run a mile and you write that time down and if you tell yourself that the next time that you go out and you run that mile that you're going to beat your time I guarantee you without a doubt if you look at that number before you start running your second mile with the intentions of beating your time from before, you will beat that time hands down. And I mean, during this time, you just got to keep it fun mm-hmm. and set small goals. Small you don't goals. Yeah. You can't be like, let's crazy. do a marathon no. by the end of quarantine because it's I mean, not you realistic. Could. You could, but I think you just have to 
small steps. Yeah, because it's easy, especially during this time, to just get frustrated. Mm -hmm. To think that, and and to give up, and then to be comfortable sitting on the couch. Mm -hmm. So we have some listener questions coming in. Um, Our first one we'll go over. Can you do a different set of exercises every day and still see results? I think it is important for you to do different exercises all throughout the week. If you continue to do the same exercises for an extended period of time, your body will figure out a way to expend the the least amount of energy to get that exercise done and complete. So yes, you have to switch up your exercises and you just got to constantly make your body like guess what's going to happen next. Cause you'll hit a plateau. Yeah. You'll hit a plateau. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, who wants to go and do like the exact same thing every single day? Right. So like, I mean, there's one thing I like add structure and, and schedule. Yeah. yeah. But like, so that's you, a little bit. yeah, switch it up. Yeah. Switch it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're running, if you're walking, maybe like X amount of time or miles. I mean, just like what Liz was talking about earlier, put a ruck on, mm-hmm. find some kitty litter, <laughs> put some kitty litter in your backpack, you know, and uh, just smell switch delicious it up too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So our next question comes from a 35 year old mom of two kids, three, if you include my husband. Um, I see myself as athletic and I work out daily, but I want to become a true athlete. Do you think I'm too old? And how late is it? A late start. How, how old is she? 35. Yeah, That's young. No. You're the same age. Yeah. Wait, what? I'm 35. You're 30s. I think you're an extra year. <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We put this like, I think age, it's, it's, it's this stipulation of like once you get into your 30s or like 35, close to your 40s, that fitness can't really be um, a part of your life and you can't be an athlete. And that is completely false. That is something, you know, it, it goes back to that saying that women shouldn't be lifting weights or, you know, if women start lifting weights, they're going to start looking like men. All of those are just it, it's it's false ideas that someone along the way has put into your mind to believe that is true. And you are 100% not too old. Um, I mean, in fact, like there's just so many different ways that you can continue to transform your athletic capabilities. Um, I mean, depending on how old your kids are too, like it's never too late to start. And in fact, I've seen some really incredible people, um, start their fitness journey later on in their life and be like complete badasses. Mm -hmm. It's not too late. And, you know, I, I think, like, it, you have kids and get them involved and just start small. Right. Agreed. Our next one, um, you ha- obviously have a lot on your plate right now. How do you go about finding your advisors for career and business? I'm currently active duty military and looking at long-term opportunities and investments and haven't found many people I feel like I can go to for advice on developing plans for our long-term mm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, which is probably, um, you know, people don't ever see this side, but I have a legal team and I have a CPA team. And then I also have an investment company. 
But it's been more my CPA team who, and even like my, my legal team, they, they are basically my advisors on figuring out, like if I have a crazy idea or like wanting to open up an ice cream shop. (laughs) Always coming up with creative ideas. Yes. Um, you know, I, I, it had, like I've, I've, I've leaned on them. Um, in the past and I continue to do so now because I believe that they have guided me on the right path. What I would suggest to you, because I know not everybody has a personal CPA or a family CPA that they have used um, for a long time. What I would find is you need someone, what do you call it? Like, so like, not like a sponsor, somebody who can... A counselor? Like a mentor. Mentor? You need to find a mentor. And um, I have sat down with other business owners. There's been a couple business owners here locally that I like. I don't feel like I'm anywhere near their league of the things that they are doing. And to me, in a sense, they are my mentor. And if you are able to sit down with somebody who has done it before, because this is the thing that you have to remember. The wheel has already been invented, but you can customize that wheel to whatever you're wanting to do after your time in the military or during your time in the military and starting that venture to make it fit for you and your lifestyle and and your plan. So I I think that it is important that you reach out or, you know, and I think that there's like local, I mean, I don't know, maybe not now, but I mean, there's got to be like groups or, you know, business leaders, um, just getting into that community of other people who are business owners, even people who have been in the military and they're getting out to start their own business. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And, and it happens. Like, you know, after you do your time in the military, whether you get out or you retire, you know, a lot of time when you retire from the military, like you still, like you're pretty young. Right. And you got to, you're know, you're going to go on your own. You know, I mean, whatever. especially in this area, there's a yeah. ton of veteran owned businesses a lot of breweries, so I don't know if that's saying anything, but there are tons of veteran-owned breweries. <laughs> there, are. there are. And so, yeah, so. just start surrounding yourself with those types of people who, um, who've already been there and who, you know, who've done it. They're going to cut out so much bullshit and so much static noise for you um, getting from, like, point A to point B and, like, what that looks like. So that's a good question, though. Yeah. Uh, so one of our next questions, have you ever suffered from an injury? If how did you bounce back from that? Yeah. Um, injuries are like pretty tough because I think regard, you know, people are like, oh, like I've injured my arm or my shoulder. I'm like, okay, well you can still work out your lower body. <laughs> right. People sometimes. Yeah. They think like, the you like you've it. injured your pinky and you mm-hmm. like have to be like bedridden for <laughs> So it definitely depends on the injury. And yes, there are some significant injuries that uh, kind of just put you on hold um, or, or make you feel like that you're stagnant for a while. And, and I have been there, actually. I've, I've injured my foot before for no reason, even like out of being a crazy competitive soccer player. Um, this injury just kind of came out of nowhere. And... I thought I was going to have to have a blind surgery on my foot. I didn't know. I ended up calling and canceling the surgery like two days before because I just, I didn't feel comfortable having a blind surgery on my foot that nobody really knew what the problem was, but they still wanted to open me up and it was going to be like a three month healing progress wow. uh, process. 
And so I started going to a physical therapist and we did some dry needling. And ultimately that is what um, ended up healing me and making me better. So I would say first and foremost, that it's important to know your options. Like maybe you go and see somebody and, and they tell you that X, Y, Z needs to happen. Go see somebody else and, and get a second opinion. If, if it's an injury that you've already sustained and you've had surgery, you're on the recovering mend, like there's so many other things that you can do. And I would say first and foremost, that it's important to focus on your nutrition, mm-hmm. focus on, I don't know. What would and you, you know say? your own body too? Yeah. So if it's not feeling right, but I, I, I find to too, like, I think a lot of times it's easy to go out and to work out for me, like mm-hmm. workouts can be fun. Right. Especially when I, and it's like a, an opportunity for me to disconnect. I find it really freaking challenging whenever it comes to nutrition. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're physically injured, but let's focus on your nutrition. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, speaking on injuries and focusing on your nutrition, what is your favorite carb? What is your favorite carb? (laughs) Gummy bears. (laughs) I would say my favorite carb right now is probably either beer or whiskey. Oh, yes. (laughs) Those are great choices. Yeah, I know. Um, My, but all joking aside, I mean, yes, that is, that is just me being real, but I actually really like sweet potatoes. That's been my favorite. I like just mashed, mashed, mashed okay. potatoes, um, or I like making um, what do you call it? Like a sweet potato hash, or like okay. chopped potatoes, mashed potatoes. No mashed oh. potatoes, but then they, you have like the chopped potatoes. Okay, like yeah, hash. Like how we have, yeah, like a hash, mm-hmm. like how we have in the kitchen, but with sweet Sounds potatoes. Good. Do you put any seasoning on there? I do. My favorite is uh, I'll do like a little bit of coconut oil, mm-hmm. or I like the grass fed butter um, with good. garlic and uh, salt, sea salt. Yeah. That's been my favorite. I'm getting hungry. Uh, I do have a question though, and you probably know this. What is the difference between sea salt and like Himalayan salt, like the peak salt? Do you know? I is don't it, know because they say it's I a different. Like it's better for you though, right? The like Himalayans, the the more coarse the salt, the less processed it is. Just uh. like sugar, so the better it so is for you. So you get like a salt grinder, yeah, mm-hmm. and like grind it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. There's all different types of salt. Okay, that's there's espresso salt. Espresso salt. Mm-hmm. What do you use espresso salt for? Just garnish. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. How come we don't have that? I don't know. <laughs> These are serious Add that questions. to the list. Do you put it in your coffee? No. Why is it called espresso salt? Oh, speaking of espresso salt, you should try adding a coffee rub to all of your delicious steaks. I do. I have a coffee salt yeah. from Traeger. There you go. And I've used it. I'm actually, because I heard about this coffee rub, mm-hmm. but... I've never, like, so I was, like, pretty, like, worked up about it. I was like, all right, this is going to be the bomb. But whenever I tried it, I wasn't, I mean, it's good. Yeah, it didn't really do anything for you. I know. I like the original Traeger rub that I have the best. I don't know. Maybe I need to try it again. For steak or chicken or what do you think? Probably steak. Steak. Yeah. I did put lobster on my Traeger for the first time yesterday. Yeah. It was my first time ever doing lobster or anything. It was good. It was good. Okay. All right, we are going to go into our homework today. Um, speaking of homework, did you want to do a little trick with the salt? You've never seen the salt bay on Instagram? No, so we were actually just talking off camera about the 
something about like, you're always going on the tra- <laughs> you're always on the Traeger grill, so you should probably put that you on tell, to your. Tell me, like, do I just gotta smack my meat around and then just salt smack it? your meat around and <laughs> grab a little of your Himalayan salt and I sprinkle. I don't have Himalayan salt though. Oh, I want well, to get it though. I want to get it. Grocery stores have it. Go to your local Harris Teeter. And then you like smack your meat. What's the purpose? Is that's like tenderizing? You're tenderizing your meat without a hammer. So So you literally just smack it. Dude, I feel like I would really like find pleasure in this. I think you would. (laughs) And then you like sprinkle your salt. Yep. Just a little air. Just bring your hand up and just a little sprinkle of salt. Okay. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that this weekend. Okay. I'll, I'll, be I'll post on my story. I'll be searching for it. I'll, I'll post on my story. I'll do the salt bandit. Is that what it's called? Bay. Salt bay. Salt bay. Salt yeah. bandit. Salt bandit. You are <laughs> the salt bandit. I am the salt bandit. <laughs> I will be the salt bandit going into the weekend. I'm going to smack my big chunk of meter out. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> all right. Moving right into our homework today. Um, all right. So this is really important with, especially with quarantine, we're going into the school I want you guys to know, though, that even for me, I, I'm, I, it's weird because I'm a little bit of, like, a, of both worlds. Like, I'm kind of a stay-at-home mom, but I'm, I'm also very involved in my businesses. Fitness is a huge part of my life. And I think that it's important that you start, if you have not yet through this quarantine, that you get your kids involved. Every school has a P time. So we can just start there and this can be mandatory. Your kids are going to be, whether you're, you're learning virtually, hopefully your kids are actually going back to school in person. But if you're not, if you're doing homeschooling, if your kids are learning virtually, even if you don't have kids, it's important to start incorporating those that are around you on a day-to-day basis into your fitness journey and to um, your world. So um, that is your homework. This um, this time. And that is to get your kids, your spouse, your loved one, your team involved in your physical fitness. So my name is Ashley Horner. This is Liz from American Brew. We are running the show today. Thank you so much for joining us on the Reborn podcast. Make sure you follow us at Reborn pod on Instagram. Go to iTunes, download us on Apple review. Um, give us some feedback. If you would like to see your question, answered here live on the American Brew podcast. Make sure that you get that to us. You can DM us um, on the American Brew or sorry, on the uh, Reborn podcast Instagram um, or you can just leave a comment below. So thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Ashley Horner and we are out. (laughs) 